It is seven minutes after eight o'clock. Sports Beat AM continues on your home of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame and the South Bend Cubs. Sports Radio 960 WSBT streaming live at WSBTradio.com and on our free WSBT radio app. Well, it's been quite the homestand for the South Bend Cubs. Back-to-back weeks of home games at Four Winds Field, just a couple of blocks away from our new broadcast facilities here in downtown South Bend. The Cubs had won the first eight, lost 5-0 to Fort Wayne last night, but great start to the homestand. 8-1 and with another matchup against the Padre affiliate coming up tonight at 7.05 right here on WSBT Radio. Pre-game coverage will start at 6.45. And behind the microphone tonight will be Brendan King, and he joins me here on Sportsbeat AM on WSBT Radio. BK, good to catch up with you. How are you, my friend? What's up, Darren? Great to catch up with you, too. And, um, no, man, it has been quite the homestand. As you know, uh, eight in a row in the Midwest League is not an easy thing. And, you know, last night Fort Wayne gets us back 5 nothing, but it was a solid start with that sweep of Peoria and then the first two against Fort Wayne. And then Tuesday, a walk-off win, Matt Mervis, that home run. So the team has been having fun. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things, too, Darren, where uh, Cedar Rapids, the top team in the West, Wisconsin is right in front of us, and they have been winning just as much as we have. So uh, they have not lost over the last week either. So there's been no ground made up. And then, both Cedar Rapids and Wisconsin winning last night. So that'll happen, but uh, just a chance tonight to start a new streak. Well, there are some really interesting prospects on this South Bend come roster and and some pretty good players that started the year in South Bend. And a guy that I had the chance to watch last year after the Chris Bryant deal was Alexander mm-hmm. Canario. And last year, from my perspective, you saw the upside. You saw the power. There were a lot of holes in his swing last year, but he's a young kid playing, I would say, above his age level, high A ball in South Bend last year. You had the chance to see him early on this season, and it seems like some of those holes have been filled and the power continues to show off. Yeah, I mean, before he gets called up now to the Tennessee Smokies, how do you like a 20-game on base streak <laughs> and four consecutive games with a home run as you go to the Southern League. You know, it took him a minute, Darren, to get going. And this is something you also know very well. Cold weather in the Midwest League, it's an adjustment for guys. And over the first two weeks, I think there was only one day above 70, and that was actually an 83-degree day at Four Winds Field. So it took a while to warm up. This week is beautiful. But – Every guy handles that a little bit differently. And he was hitting 176 going into a six-game away series against Quad Cities. By the time that six-game away series was done, he was hitting 290. So, and that's not something, right, where he just got a couple hits and that average went up 100 points. He was getting four or five at-bats a day. He went an unbelievable 16 for 32 hmm. in Quad Cities, and now gets the call to Tennessee. And his second game in Tennessee, uh, Peyton Remy, former South Bend Cub, just let a no-hitter. So he was welcome to the Smokies, and the Cubs will miss him. But, again, this is a very deep team with an outfield that stretches four or five deep. So I'm sure the Cubs will be fine. 
I remember in 2015, there was this young kid by the name of Glaber Torres who had never played in cold weather before. He had all types of issues in April yeah. playing in cold weather, but then when it warmed up, things got a whole lot better. Well, Canario's a guy that seems to be more on the radar as a possibility for the Cubs roster in the future, and you never give up on kids. I learned that the hard way with Nelson Velasquez. When he first came to South Bend for a cup of coffee, I mean, it was swing and miss, swing and miss. He came back, struggled, came back another time in 2019, and he started to figure it out, became an offensive weapon, a part of that championship team. And now, Brennan, we have seen Nelson Velasquez go all the way to AAA Iowa. He got off to a terrific start to his season at AA Tennessee. I guess we look at the future of the Cubs as they continue to build toward being a playoff team. Maybe again in 2024, you got Seiya Suzuki. We know Brennan Davis is going to be there. There's going to be a spot open because Hayward's contract's going to run out next year. I'm just curious what you think about the possibility of Canario or Velasquez possibly being on the Chicago Cubs in a factor in 2024. Is that realistic? Mm, that's a good question. I think, Velasquez is getting a hell of an opportunity right now, Darren, yeah. because Donnie DeWeese was the guy that got hurt that opened the roster spot. And I'm sure you read Brennan Davis, unfortunately, just got placed on the injured list. Yeah. Apparently he's been having some back issues, tightness. So the opportunity's there for Nelson Velasquez. And I remember exactly what you were talking about. When he got the opportunity in 2018, it, he had to go back to Eugene yeah. to go figure it out, which – Thankfully, he did. I think he was a Northwest League All-Star that year. So, you know, he was able to go back to short season ball. But, man, in 2019 on that playoff run, I mean, staple him in the lineup every day for Buddy Bailey. And uh, that success is followed from there. And now, again, here you go. Here it is at AAA. If he is able to hit, there is no reason why um, he cannot go up to the Chicago Cubs and have success. Canario, similar thing. And you, you remember how big Nelson got to. Oh, yeah from that 2018 to 2019 stretch, I think Canario, he is still growing into his body, as crazy as that sounds, because he came back this year monstrous. But I still think he's got some work to do in the gym. And once he get, gets up to that Nelson level with that body type, I mean, that, that is going to be scary. So, yeah, the outfield depth and opportunities for the future is, is leaps and bounds um, for the Chicago Cubs right now. And then, even here at South Bend, you know, our guy Cole Roeder is back. Um, Jordan Wogu, who is the third-round pick of the Chicago Cubs in 2020, he is now in this outfield. Yo, Hendrick Pinango is only 20 years old. He's play, pretty much playing left field every day now. So um, it, it's an exciting time in the Cubs outfield process. BK, I'm having a brain cramp, and you're going to know who I'm talking about because he's left the Cubs organization. But he was Theo Epstein's right-hand man in charge of the draft for a long time. I can't think of his name, but he mentioned when Nelson Velasquez got drafted, he was the most uh, well-rounded, toolbox-type guy in that particular draft. And I think Nelson, what was he, fifth round when he was drafted? Yeah. So already back then they felt like they had something in Nelson Velasquez. South Bend Cub broadcaster Brendan King, my guest. I know you haven't had a chance to see a whole lot of this guy, but I think he had a pretty good spring training. And Owen Casey is 20 years old. They got him from the San Diego Padres, if I'm not mistaken, a part of the U Darvish deal. I know the mm -hmm. offense a little slow so far this year, but can you offer a thought or two on what could be in front of Owen Casey and his possibilities in this Cubs organization? Yeah, and just to go back to your prior point, I think that was Jason McLeod. You're yes, thinking of now. thank you. Yep. 
Yeah, but um, Owen Casey, uh, you know, Darren, as you know, watching the game at the youth level with your son, Coop, um, it, it's becoming all part exit velo, bat speed, uh, launch angle. And, I mean, you talk about a guy that was born for launch angle. It's Owen Casey who just smacked his first Midwest League home run um, the other day as the Cubs walked off the tin cast on Matt Mervis's uh, home run. Prior to that was a grand slam by Owen Casey. So that's his first Midwest League home run. Yeah, and I think the cold weather had something to do with it. I think him being 19 years old in the Midwest League at the high A level had something to do with it. I mean, Darren, we saw guys who were 18, 19, 20 in low A, you know, struggle in the Midwest League to open things. But, uh, you know, talking with Lance Rimmel, South Bend Cubs manager, you know, Owen Casey's a guy that hit 360 in the Arizona League uh, just about a year ago. So Lance, who is as a cool customer as they come, um, he is not worried in the slightest about Owen Casey. And you know, maybe this will be good for him by the end of it. You know, it's it's a 19-year-old who probably has not faced a lot of adversity in his baseball career prior. You know, he was a high draft pick of the Padres. You know how much San Diego likes those young prospects. I mean, they were putting 17-year-olds in the Midwest League at one point. Um, with Fort Wayne, and he gets traded. He's the centerpiece um, prospect-wise of that deal for you, Darvish. So it's going to take some time, and which is fine because you have the guys like the Canarios and the Velasquez and, and the Davises to headline that outfield class, that new outfield class that's going to be at Wrigley soon. You know, Casey's more on the raw side, but, man, Darren, when he puts the bat in the ball and you're looking at the iPad at BP, mm-hmm. it leaves you your your eyebrows raising. You're like, man, mm. that, this is something. So he's going to be fun. I want to ask you about one more outfielder, and you mentioned him a moment ago, Cole Roeder, a part of the 2019 Midwest League Championship team. We know about pitchers going through Tommy John surgery, but not very often do you hear about yeah. a position player going through that surgery. Cole had the surgery, I would guess, just about a year ago. What has been the key to getting Cole back on the field? I don't know if you've had a chance to talk to him about the rehab process and battling his way back now to being on the field here in South Bend. Yeah, you know what? When he went to go get his picture taken, his new headshot taken by Chris Hagstrom and crew, uh, he was wearing a, a shirt, one of those obvious shirts with the sayings on it, <laughs> and it said, it said, Rehab sucks. <laughs> period oh, <gosh. laughs> but you know he is uh you know him well he is as giddy as ever he's as excited as ever i mean his parents just texted me the other day saying they're booking a trip for the first week of june so so nothing is different um the i guess the only difference in cole is that he is much bigger and uh he is older than the last time we saw him 19 years old in midwest league in 2019 and he played 20 games with the cubs last year as you know too yeah. but and that was quick and then needed to have that TJ surgery. But I think the road back for Cole, um, he has worked outstanding at bats um, in his short time back with the South Bend Cubs. And, you know, he told Max Toma on the field in the postgame interview just the other day that he is now wearing the sports goggles, sports glasses. And hmm. he says his vision, his vision at the plate, he has never seen the ball better. So, the Cubs decided to take him to the optometrist and they realized, Hey, let's throw some glasses on you. And he says he's never seen it better out of a pitcher's hand. And the at-bats he is working there. It's three, two, pretty much every AB. I mean, he is fouling away pitches. He is waiting on it. 
I mean, of course, he has had, you know, some quick at-bats, but the, the amount of 3-2 at-bats we have seen from Cole is, is spectacular. So, it, you know, what's interesting, too, about Cole, Darren, is he is now no longer by MLB pipeline considered a top 30 prospect, which mm. is wild when you look at he was a top 10 prospect at one point. So um, did the surgery hurt him a little when it comes to a national perspective? Yes, but there is absolutely nothing about Cole Roeder that has changed from a Cole perspective. He learned the 3-2 count from Derna. Tyler Derna was Mr. 3-2 yeah. count in his time with the South Bend Cubs, and I saw recently he retired. He was a good dude to be around. Hey, one more for you. Ed Howard, uh-huh. first-round pick of the Chicago Cubs in 2020 out of the suburbs of Chicago. Sounds like he got a little banged up the other day. Yeah, you know, we don't know the extent of what happened. Um, there is some more information on Twitter, but, you know, I, I really do not know, so I probably shouldn't form an opinion yep. on it. But I can say – that the situation that happened, he collided with Fort Wayne first baseman Jack Stronick, uh, went down on the field and was in some serious pain. He needed to be helped off by um, Cubs manager Lance Rimel and athletic trainer Seth Platt. But he, he was placed on the seven-day injured list. But, you know, you just hope that he's okay. And when you look at the last week, I mean, Darren, it's a tough week to be a Cubs prospect. Ed Howard on the injured list, Nico Horner. Uh, he got banged up in San Diego. Brennan Davis is now on the injured list. So, that is tough. I mean, when you look at some of the bright stars in the Cub organization, but he was really just starting to come along with the bat too, Darren. And it's funny you mentioned Glaber Torres earlier. Uh, I feel like Ed was the complete opposite when dealing with cold weather in the Midwest League. His glove was rock solid. Mm-hmm. I think he only made three airs in 25 games, and he made every play that came to him. It was his bat that kind of got off to the slower start but he was really starting to hit it harder. He was really starting to hit it more consistent. So you just hope that Ed's okay and that he can come back and continue uh, to impact the Cubs roster. BK, obviously us guys from Illinois are just a little tougher, can handle that cold weather better than, you know, other guys. So that's, yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Well, he went, He actually went to my <laughs> rival high school. So we were, we were catching up about high school yep. baseball in the Chicago suburbs uh, in Fort Wayne a couple weeks ago. Yeah, good baseball up there to say the least. Brendan, what's in store for – South Bend Cub fans tonight coming out to Four Winds Field to watch the Cubs and the Tin Caps, or maybe something this weekend that stands out. Yeah, Darren, 7:05 with the first pitch tonight, and actually the pitching matchups over the next two days are going to be pretty good. Jordan Wicks, uh, Cubs first-round pick from last year on the mound tonight, and then DJ Hers, another top-10 prospect, he'll be on the bump tomorrow at 4:05. All right, very good. Brandon will be on the call. This weekend on WSBT Radio, good to catch up with you and looking forward to chatting with you on Fridays as I move back to afternoons. We'll we'll talk it up before some South Bend Cub home games so fans have the latest on these Cub prospects. So good to catch up with you. Great job as always, and we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds great, DP. Congratulations, my man. Happy for you. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. That's Brennan King, one of the broadcasters for the South Bend Cubs that you can hear on WSBT Radio tonight, pregame 645, opening pitch at 705. 822 at Sports Radio 960, WSBT.